Hi, this is Chris Ramsey, and you are listening to Strictly Between Us, Radio Times' Strictly Come Dancing podcast. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Strictly Between Us, the Strictly Come Dancing podcast powered by RadioTimes.com. I'm your host, entertainment correspondent and flu sufferer, Kimberly Bond. As I've seemingly wiped out half the office with my bug, my news editor, Emma Powell, is currently unwell. Get well soon, Emma. So today I am joined by Radio Times magazine's commissioning editor, Francis Taylor. How are you doing today, Francis? I'm not ill, so <laughs> I think, although I've just jinxed it now by saying that. So uh, yeah, I'm um, good. I'm I'll good. stay as far across the table as possible <laughs> so I don't infect you. Um, week seven marked the halfway point of the competition which has so far seen many firsts the first time someone's pulled out the competition before it's even started the first time Motsi has been a judge on the UK Strictly and the first time someone has danced to PJ and Duncan but it wasn't the first time in the dance off for Mike and Catcher who faced off against Emma and Aliash and lived to fight another day after Emma was sent packing Francis did the right person go oh, it's really difficult because mm. and I could see that I think Craig was even torn just before yeah. he actually said this but they do always say they've got to judge it on the dance off and the dance off alone nothing that came before nothing that could potentially come afterwards so if you're going to say that then yes the right couple left however looking at the bigger picture I don't think the right couple left to be honest because Mike and Katia have been what in the bottom two three times running yeah um and I also think that to be honest he was quite overmarked for that Charleston anyway um getting two eights when he went so obviously wrong Mm. towards the end um again this isn't the dance off this was just on Saturday night um I just think he's not a strong dancer in that way that yeah is and again she didn't really get the right dance this week which played into it but I'm I was really sad to see her go actually because she was someone who's really improved and I actually really enjoyed watching her and Mm. again I've made my feelings on my (laughs) phone before but I just think yeah the the big hint is bottom two three weeks running it is time for him to go now I mean with Mike and Catcher like this dance the Charleston is very much in their element absolutely so you know that they were going to get good scores from the judges because it's very much their cup of tea but I agree with you I feel like after several weeks and he's always in this bottom position he's knocking out better dancers like I was gutted to see Catherine go yeah Um, and I'm kind of I am sad to see Emma go but at the same time as like you said based on the dance off she was weaker and it was a weaker dance because the samba's hard yeah and I just feel like she didn't really quite get it I feel like she was very much dragged by Aliash yeah I agree and it was sort of a bit lacklustre and a bit floppy and, mm. and all of that kind of stuff but I do think you're yeah you're right in that Mike and Katia they are knocking out people who perhaps have better potential really mm. and Mike has kind of reached his level and might not really get much better than this but it all depends on what dance you get on the week and mm. you're right Mike had a dance that really suited him this week Emma sadly didn't and so when yeah. you put that together in a dance off that is what's going to happen do you think he can last much longer? Because he's basically dance-off dynamite. He always knocks out the other person. So it's like, ooh. Do you know what? I know. It's funny, isn't it? Because I think a couple of weeks ago, if you'd have said, um, you know, Saffron and AJ would be lingering down the bottom of the leaderboard, mm. you'd think that was crazy because she was flying high and she actually got the highest score out of everybody a couple of weeks ago. Mm. But you look at, again, the scores that they got on Saturday night. And actually, if Mike and Katia were in the dance-off with Saffron and AJ and they'd performed as they did on Saturday night, he could well have knocked her out. Yeah. Which, again, is a bit crazy but you think if that happens next week and maybe she doesn't do so well and Mike is again in the dance-off maybe she's in the dance-off he could do it again so yeah Mike is just the comeback kid to end all comeback kids it's incredible how he's managed to get to week eight now um, and survive every dance-off I mean, I was saying last week on the podcast that he is the joke act a little bit he is known for his more comedic routines and it's kind of a bit 
like the joke is wearing thin in the sense that he hasn't got the support from the public I don't think anymore because no. he wasn't in the bottom two so therefore like he, he got a fairly good score but he's not getting the votes from the public and I feel like the public feel like how we do they're getting a little bit tired of this same old same old routine and the fact that he is knocking out better dancers which makes me think the judges should maybe take the hint a little bit <laughs> but at the same time it's hard they've got to judge yeah. it I suppose on, on how they see it but that's why I was so baffled actually mm. on Saturday by Mike getting you know 7788 when I felt like again he went wrong yeah. it wasn't the strongest Charleston I've seen it wasn't you know again some of the other scores that other people were getting I mean like poor Emma in mm. her samba I mean 5777 I think oh is it that much worse than no. Mike's Charleston but yeah I don't know there was a lot of kick off on our Facebook page about Emma and Anton's score a lot of them thought they were really harshly marked yeah I would agree with that actually and a rumba always I mean unless you are particularly amazing it does trip up even the best dancers Mm. and yeah I think Emma Barton will be very glad to have got it out of the way this week but yeah a score she only got fives and sixes for it and was right at the bottom of the leaderboard um and it wasn't long ago where we were looking at the bookies odds and she was kind of the favourite of the women yeah. to win. Um, I, I'm hoping that for her it's just an off week and actually if she gets a dance that suits mm. her a lot more this week, she'll do better. Um, but I do think it, it was quite harshly marked. It yeah. wasn't brilliant, but it, for what they got for it, it, it was worth more than that. See, I really liked her rumba because it was sexy and you don't, mm. weird as it is to say, Anton isn't, you don't usually think of Anton and sexy in the same sentence necessarily. So. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> it was nice to see that kind of different side to that kind of, to Anton because he's always known as the joke act. So to see him do a sexy routine with Emma, I really enjoyed it. And when they got quite low scores and quite harsh commentary, I don't think Anton was too pleased with Shirley. No, that there was a bit of kickoff there. Yeah. I think actually sparks were flying a little bit, um, which you can understand and I always think that when you know the, the it would be at the celebrity or the professional who's mm. having a bit of a we won't say strop but a mini strop about it you think mm. well they have spent all week training really really hard yeah and actually they, obviously they're doing their best and I think Emma did the best that she possibly could she didn't yeah. go wrong and she looked incredible and she had that extended leg yeah. that was amazing um, and I just think it's the rumba the, to be honest my issue is with the rumba rather yeah. than anyone who dances it it's just a really hard dance to make look flawless and the thing is with Shirley she is such a rumba queen like she's known exactly. for her rumba like I was watching some of her YouTube videos earlier today and she is fantastic well do you remember what Anton said we're not watching Shirley YouTube again <laughs> yeah so it's just kind of a little bit like I do understand her criticism but at the same time she obviously Emma's not going to dance the same standard Shirley would dance Shirley's professional dance she's been dancing for over 50 years so I feel like she needed to tone it down a bit. At the same time, Shelley has been on the receiving end of some really awful comments this series. Um, we spoke to her at Pride of Britain Awards last week and she said, quote, I have to choose somebody at the, at the end of the day with my technical experience to put through. And I don't expect people sitting at home to understand why I put them through at all. So, Which is understandable yeah. because, again, the, we are just, you know, viewers at home watching. They are the professionals who have spent their entire lives mm. in dance knowing exactly what they're looking for. And there are so many times where you know, the viewers watch dance and think that was great and actually yeah. it will get bad marks and they, they do know what they're talking about. So I think it's really unfair when the judges come under particularly harsh criticism yeah. um, by the viewers, really. And we see like a completely different experience to the judges because we have all the camera angles and we see like the very best of the dance, I, I always think, and the judges don't 
well, they'll, they'll see the whole thing as exactly. it is live. So I think we should probably bear that in mind when we just like <laughs> cut them down. But it wasn't always all bad for um, Saturday. Uh, Karim and Amy, they did really, really well. They got a near-perfect score of 39. What did you make of their performance? I absolutely loved it. And I think Karim's actually had a couple of weeks, really, mm. um, where he's not done his best. And to see him flying <laughs> so high mm. was incredible. I loved the outfits i loved the routine i loved how they just looked together as a couple it was it was one of those that just all seemed to come together yeah um and i think he just yeah he, he gets better and better for me i like him more and more every week and if he doesn't at least make the final slash win it will be a complete crime and i think he's yeah he's just improving and improving i mean i enjoyed his performance and i, I know he said he's more of latin but he's obviously a ballroom boy i feel like he was really marred by the fact he was on first because I you kind know, of forgot yeah. towards the middle of the evening with like everything else going on, I kind of forgot what he did. And then when I saw his score, which was 10, like, what was it? 9, 10, Nine, 10, 10. Yeah. I was just kind of like, mm, was it that good? But at the same time, I think I'm always going to be like a Latin fan. I always think I think Ballroom's a bit boring for me to watch. Mm. And it's always difficult going on first yeah. because that is the problem. By the time voting opens as well, yeah. people have kind of forgotten about you a bit. But that's also why. It's Mike was in the bottom two and yet he went last so he should yeah. you know he had a Charleston and he went last do you think well if the public were going to be yeah. behind him that was going to get a bump but anyway I'm over the Mike thing stop talking <laughs> about Mike uh, but yeah loved Karim <laughs> I think Chris and Karen as well I think it was Saturday not so much their night I mean I've been rooting for Chris and Karen for weeks now I love them I think they're such a fun couple so I was over the moon to see them do a fun routine and do it really really well and their happiness at getting nines really kind of made me happy no it was really sweet actually and that came through the screen um again they're just enthusiasm and their love of it but I think what it is always the way with sort of the the street or the commercial um dance genre mm. is that unlike something like Avini's Waltz or Salsa the judges aren't looking at the steps in exactly mm. the same way. So if you actually, well, you know, again, what do I know? As I'm just <laughs> saying about how us viewers know nothing. Now I'm going to say I know everything. Um, but I just felt like there were, obviously it was really energetic, yeah. you know, and it was it was great choreography. But there were times where I was like, oh, that's a bit sloppy and that looks yeah. a bit, what is it? But because it's street dance, there's mm. not the same rules that, you yeah, know, Shirley or Craig definitely. are going to say, oh, your feet were outturned and da, da, da. So it means that just because it's like a great song great sort of like uh, outfits and boombox and all that kind of mm. stuff. You think you get eight, nine, nine, eight. It just seemed to me a bit overmarked for what it was. But I, I think that's always the way actually on these kind of, yeah, the street commercial where mm. there's not the same rules applied yeah. to, to, the, to the other genres where they always, always get really high marks when sometimes I think perhaps they don't quite deserve it. But that's not to do down on Chris and Karen yeah. as a partnership. And again, they just absolutely loved it. And I did enjoy watching them, but I was just a little bit surprised at those marks. They had such good energy, I think, which really kind of spurred them on, as you were saying, because it was so exciting and fun to watch. Even though there were bits, like you were saying, when Chris was trying to sway, I was just like... But at the same the running time, man. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. But it was, it was just. I think that's what's missing from Strictly this year. Not all the dancers have that same excitement and buzz and energy around mm. it. Whilst that, I actually watched, and I understand it may not be technically the best dance ever, but I had fun watching it, which made me really back that dance a bit more. And actually, that's probably where I'm doing a bit of a Shirley and, and thinking too much about the, the technical stuff. And because I did enjoy watching it, and it mm. was really fun. So actually, maybe that does just deserve high marks at the end of the day anyway because mm. it's watchability and enjoying it rather than worrying too much about it looked a bit sloppy there and mm. a bit sloppy there but um yeah I think it's it's 
it, it's going to be hard for them, I think, next week then having sort of a ballroom all at in yeah. and trying to maintain a score of 34 or above yeah. because that is super high. With the couple's choice, I was thinking about this um, the other day. They always do really well. All the couples seem to always smash the couple's choice, which I think is down to what you were saying, that the judges don't judge them in quite the same way. Do you think then it's best to save your couple's choice to the end of the series where you could just go through and like get a good mark well I think it's good for for Chris to be doing it in a week like this actually because mm. he could have been quite vulnerable I think um if he'd have been down the lower end of the leaderboard yeah um so I think yeah you need to sort of I don't know how much choice they get probably not much but you're yeah. right you need to play your couple's choice card at a optimum moment I think mm. um maybe next week Mike will get couple's choice <laughs> In which case, he'll probably be through again for week nine. <laughs> I mean, if he does get couples choice, I know Emma's really backed this since we started this podcast. He has to do it to Baby Shark. He has to do it in a pool. He has to, <laughs> has to have some, some kind of falling over element because oh otherwise we've been robbed of an experience oh, that just we all the, need to see. The nail in the coffin for me <laughs> with Mike, I think, if that happens. But um, I wouldn't put it past them. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you are right, though, with Chris and her, and they're not the strongest dance well, obviously Karen is a very strong dancer but like Chris is not the strongest dancer in the sense that he's never really n- until this week he's mm. never really got to that end of the leaderboard but he's often near towards the bottom and I think the week before last he was bottom I think he might have been yeah, yeah. He's, he's right down there yeah. but he's never been in the bottom too which kind of shows he's got so much support out there yeah which you know that in itself is interesting to see like how he's got such a big following because Without being bitchy, I wouldn't have thought he was a celebrity who would have had the biggest following going into the show. No, I, I agree. And actually, a lot of people, you know, he is a comedian, but people say, from what? I don't know him, mm. blah, 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 which is obviously a lot uh, for a lot of these celebrities, mm. actually, is always at the start of the show. But he is someone, like you say, who you can just see how much he's enjoying it. Yeah. And I think actually that's infectious and it comes across. And often the celebrities who it's quite palpable, they're not really enjoying it, mm. James Cracknell, <laughs> um, they're, they're the ones who do end up leaving quite early because mm. viewers viewers want to see people having fun and they want to see them really enjoying themselves and so actually even if you're not the strongest dancer but you're having the time of your life that can pick up viewer votes yeah i think as well like he he played his cards right this week in the sense that his wife was there crying i feel like everyone will love a crying wife yeah it was a bit of a jarring thing to have like this sort of pj and duncan let's get ready to rumble mm. juxtaposed with his vt <laughs> which was all like all of his relatives yeah. sobbing and it was like <laughs> this should be the build-up to like a rumble yeah. or, or something but um yeah it was it, again kind of played that card this week as well <laughs> i think saffron's already done that with yeah her, her various grandmas so um, yeah <laughs> Also this week, who I was wowed by was Alex and Kevin and their dance. I think she looked beautiful. Like yeah. I was um, watching it back this morning. I was like, God, she looked really stunning on Saturday night. Yeah, she did. And actually what the judges said, I think was completely right, where they mm. said, we, we've seen you yeah. this week. And actually coming out of her shell, she's someone who, I must admit, the first couple of weeks I thought, she's in trouble. She's going to be leaving really soon yeah. because she's not the best answer and she's not kind of connecting with the audience yeah. so much, I think. But actually, as we're going on, she is someone who is having that, dare I say it, Strictly journey. She's coming mm. into her own. And I think, you know, again, Craig said this and I'm going to echo it. Um, her partnership with Kevin is working really well. Yeah. I do feel a little bit bad for Neil having to sit on the sidelines and kind of watch them get probably the better scores than actually yeah. he got with her for the mm. first kind of five weeks um but it'll be interesting to see when i'm sure neil hopefully will be better this week and we'll be back dancing with yeah. her i wonder what will happen to her scores hopefully they'll maintain but if they take a dip that's not going to be good at all but um mm. yeah i am i'm loving her i'm loving her particularly with kevin but 
we'll see what happens. Because I did think that Neil perhaps was carrying her to start with, because I know Neil had a lot of support because it was the first time he had professional... Um, he was a professional partner with mm. a dancer and it was the first time that we kind of really saw him for him instead of around various scandals. So it was <laughs> nice to see that and I, th- I thought that he really carried her but now she seems to really be coming out of her shell a bit which is probably the best thing as we were saying because last week we said on the podcast that we don't see enough of her as a person. We kind of, we know that she's a pundit and she's a footballer but we don't see Alex. I wonder if it may be that sort of sports person mentality in some way where last week when obviously they had to do such a quick change so quickly mm. with having Kevin brought in and we heard a bit which I thought was really funny actually on Saturday night they replayed some of that Ghostbusters dance and you could hear her shouting yeah like, right Kev go here go there <laughs> and obviously that must be such a kind of confidence boost in yeah. a weird way to be like you're the celebrity and yet yeah. you're the one powering through that you're carrying them through mm. and actually maybe it's a blessing in disguise for her that that happened that actually it's given her a bit more confidence it's given her a bit of a boost mm. and actually she's showing us a different side to her and, and we're actually getting to know her a bit more now and again the scores reflect that she did incredibly well mm. um and i'm just really i'm really excited to see her now week after week and i yeah. think she's doing really well i think she very much is this strictly journey that we always yeah. bang on about and it's it'd be a shame if she was to go yeah before that journey is really up because I'd love to see her progress more because she really is coming into herself now. If Mike knocks her out, I'll <laughs> letters to the BBC, I think, all round, yeah. And we also saw um, Will Bailey make an appearance on Strictly. Um, we discussed this last week in the podcast, but it was um, released later last week that he wasn't coming back. What yeah. did you make of seeing him in the audience? Because I, my heart broke a little bit the way he was just sat there. I was like, oh God. He was in the Jamie Lang like yeah, of shame with his leg up like <laughs> Jamie did. Oh, it was so sad. I know. And poor Jeanette as well, who was up yeah. in the wings, like trying to hold it together. I think that's just the, it must be the worst thing. And they, they said this mm. actually when they spoke about it, but to go out fair and square when you've been in the bottom two and you haven't danced very yeah. well, fine. But to have sort of a freak accident and yeah. have your journey cut short, because we'd seen, you know, with their, couple's dance as well just how incredible he could be mm. um and it was really it was really sad he seemed a bit sort of lost for words in that way I suppose he'd yeah. kind of said most of it on it takes two anyway so he yeah. didn't know what else to say but um it was really sweet that he was there and he was so supportive of everyone else I felt so sorry for him in the audience because I felt like it was rubbing his face in a bit like, this is what you could be doing you're just yeah. gonna sit here and watch instead and I was just Front like row, so <laughs> yeah. you can't miss anything <laughs> yeah. and then like Jeanette looked like she was gonna cry as well and it was quite emotional because I really feel for Jeanette because she's had some she's never had particularly amazing partners I think we've discussed this before with um Aston was her last yeah. amazing partner and they were robbed of the competition so it's a shame that again she's now lost out and it doesn't nice. have the best luck does no she, she doesn't oh, really bad for her it'd be nice for her next year to get someone really really amazing that carries her to the final because that would be fantastic I think she deserves to have someone good because she's so loved now I think that's true yeah no absolutely and fingers crossed um, especially after what's happened this year mm. they'll probably look favourably upon her and hopefully mm. give her someone amazing we talked on the podcast last week about Strictly. We are now halfway through. Myself and Emma were saying that we didn't think that Strictly this year had the sparkle it usually has. It seemed to be a little bit more muted this year. A lot has gone wrong, not even in the scandalous, sexy way, in a very much like 
he's broken his leg kind of way. <laughs> um, so I wrote a piece on, about this for RegioTimes.com and posted it on Facebook and probably quite rightly savaged <laughs> by some Strictly fans. I think one man told me to get out of bed the right side the next time I try writing anything. I mean, it's not the first time I've been told my opinion's wrong by a random man on the internet. <laughs> but um, I was thinking, what do you make of this? Because I feel like this... I, I stand by it. I feel like this series really is a little less glittery than usual. That's really interesting because I hadn't really thought about it and, until, obviously, again, you were saying that this morning. Um, I think it's 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 just difficult with a long-running mm. series like Strictly yeah. when it, it's great that when it comes back every year, and I've, I've always said this, you know, where X Factor went wrong was yeah. changing it up so much that it became unrecognisable. Yeah. But when it comes back year after year and it is exactly the same... You, you are relying on the celebrities being big characters, yeah. I think, because you're not, there's no like glitzy format, big crazy changes, bells and whistles going on. Mm. Um, and I do think that this year, again, they're all like a lovely bunch and all that kind of stuff, mm. but there's not too many people who really, really, I don't want to say stand out, but you know, you know what, yeah. you probably know what yeah. I mean. It's just, it, it does feel a little bit flat. Um, but I don't know if that's just because it's such a long-running show yeah. that you, you were kind of, every year you go through the motions where it's coming on and you go, oh, God, it's back, but of course I'm going to watch it anyway. Mm. And obviously you sort of, you enjoy it when you're watching it, but you do think, oh, that's like four months of my life gone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do think that, I don't know what they can do next year to maybe yeah. inject that back into it. Um but I do think that I've loved the panel, I must admit. Yeah. You know, like Motsi's been an amazing addition. Mm. Um, but I'm a little bit bad for Craig that he's sort of the only sort of calm, sane one there. Yeah. <laughs> now we've got like Bruno, Shirley and Motsu all like <laughs> jumping up at every opportunity going mad. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what more you think about it really in terms of uh, this year. I think it peaked too early. Me and Emma were mm. saying this the other day. It With handing out 10s week three... It kind of just detracts from the excitement when there really is a fantastic dance because you're just giving out high scores willy-nilly. I'm not saying that Calvin doesn't deserve high scores because I love him. I think everyone who listens to this podcast knows how much I love Calvin. <laughs> but at the same time, when he's already peaked, there's you, nowhere to go. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. And you lose that interest quite quickly. And as you were saying, there aren't really huge, huge characters this year that you look forward to seeing to dance. Um, like we don't have an Ed Balls. We don't have someone, you know, so ridiculous that you're kind of like, God, I wonder what they're going to do this week. Yeah. And I think that's what this series is lacking. And I think like in 30 years time, if Strictly is still going though, I doubt it will. I don't think anything will still be going in 30 <laughs> years time. Um, I don't think we're going to look back on 2019 and be like, that was a classic series. Like, No, I agree yeah. actually. It's not, it's not a vintage year. I do, mm. I do think you're right. And you know, Anton gave it a good go this weekend, but I do think you kind of lose by, by missing kind of the Brendan Coles and yeah. all that kind of stuff. You do miss a bit of that spikiness yeah. and a bit more sort of controversy in mm. that sense. And I think last year got completely overtaken by controversy yeah. with the whole Sean Walsh, Katia stuff. Um, but <laughs> I don't want to say it's a disappointing lack of that this yeah. year. But um, it has been more about the injuries rather mm. than the romance, shall we say. Yeah. Um, but I think when, you know, there's not that much to talk about around the show yeah. other than, you know, poor people getting injured, um, it does sort of make it a bit flat, really. Yeah. I mean, also, what do I know? When I wrote that piece and I checked on Facebook and it had like 140 comments, I was like, oh, dear God, what have I done? <laughs> um, and so there's obviously people still passionate about Strictly and still love the show. And the ratings are huge. Yeah. You know, it's not, Strictly is not going anywhere anytime soon at all. But I think, I, I do think as well, though, from the off and, you know, people do say it every single year 
with Strictly and obviously it was the case this year where there aren't many household names. Mm. Obviously we've grown to love them. You know, someone like Karim I'd never heard of and mm. yet, you know, I think he's brilliant. Um, and I'm sure he'll go on to do great things after Strictly no matter where he comes. But I do think from the off you do need a couple of really, really strong names, to be honest. Um, and that, that just has not been there this year. Mm. There was one saving grace with Strictly this week and I think it was the really lovely same-sex dance yeah. that um, Graziano and Johannes did. What did you make of it when you saw it? Oh, I thought it was amazing. Mm. Um, we had like sort of some same-sex dancing last yeah, year. Yeah, it was like a group. It was a group, yeah. yeah, and we had like some of the girls dance together and some of the boys dance together. But this seemed a bit more in the spotlight yeah. and they were sort of like front and centre yeah. um, and making a bit more of a big deal of it which is fantastic um, and I just loved having Johanna's back because oh god yeah I, I just, miss him he is <laughs> he is just the, I'm going to put this out there he's just the best male professional on the show yeah. and obviously you know Catherine was totally robbed and him leaving that early was a crime mm. um, so to have him A back on the show was amazing um, and to pair him with Graziano was also just inspired they just seemed yeah. to dance really well together and I just think it was a really well put together routine and yeah I loved it. I think more of it, please. You can see that there's a real friendship between the two. We spoke to Graziano last week and he told RadioTimes.com, quote, it's a nice moment. I'm so lucky. They chose me and we have such a strong relationship. It's not really about being a same-sex couple. It's two real friends dancing together. It's really the best moment. Oh, they probably I probably had a lot of heart-to-hearts when they're on the subs bench. Yeah. To, like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought it was really lovely. And I'm kind of hoping that this does pave the way for a same-sex couple or several same-sex couples next year I know we've talked about this on the podcast before but there's two I don't want it to be like a gimmick where there's just like and yeah. here's the same-sex couple I want it to be really properly introduced into the show Dancing on Ice are going to be yeah, well, exactly. leading the way with that we've mm. already seen pictures of Ian H. Watkins um, <laughs> training and yeah I think if that doesn't sort of spur strictly on nothing will really yeah. so 2020 I'm sure will be because they've all, they used to always say like oh it's not something that we're considering at the moment yeah. but I think they've changed that this year and thinking oh yeah. we're open to it now so I'm sure um, yeah I'm sure 2020 will be their year I feel like Shirley's probably furious they've been beaten to the punch by dancing on ice I should have pulled the finger out sooner I, know. I mean it's always it's been a hot topic for years so I think it's almost a little it's not too little too late but it's kind of verging on that in the sense that yeah. they've just waited too long they've really missed a moment to really make history I agree which especially because not many people watch Dancing on Ice but anyway <laughs> that's that's a conversation for a different day I do actually love Dancing on Ice but not watch it <laughs> so who are you looking forward to seeing next week oh do you know what Michelle and Giovanni again I think they're getting better and better mm. and they didn't do as well as they have done in previous weeks but mm. it was a very technical pass so they did this week but yeah. I'm always excited to see her to be honest and see what she does and Kelvin similarly again he did a good week same as Michelle actually he got 34 mm. um but I do think that he needs another kind of was it salsa or samba I always forget which is salsa they yeah. did in week one um he needs another moment like that and I'm hoping that one will be just around the corner but mm. speak you know just another quick thing on the scores. I find it quite um, surprising. Michelle, Kelvin and Chris all got the same score this week. They all got 34. And I, <laughs> I will come back to it just quickly. don't think Chris's street dance is worth the same as Kelvin's Viennese waltz and Michelle's Paso Doble. But anyway, that's um, just me. We were saying, we've said a lot, there's been so much weird kind of with the scoring, how weird it seems. But I feel like a 34 
means is a different 34 when it's like to Calvin and Oti than it is to Chris and Karen if that makes sense yeah like it's kind of like a 34 for you do you know what yeah. I mean like that's well, good think, for you uh, that's what I always I think with um Strictly actually like Karim mm. some weeks he's been really harshly scored because mm. he's so good and yeah. yet you know Mike will get sevens and eights yeah. because it's Mike and he's done quite well <laughs> um so I think there's always a discrepancy with that in the voting and mm. it you know, I know the bigger problems to worry about, but it does annoy me every week. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon. I did think um, Michelle's passo was amazing because they always kind of like switched up the roles a little bit and yeah. she was very much in charge, which I feel like she very much loved. <laughs> Absolutely. She is the boss in that relationship, hands mm. down. And uh, I think she's the one that keeps Giovanni in the training room late rather than the other <laughs> way around. So, yeah, I think they're just... I'll be surprised if they don't make the final as well, actually. And with Calvin, do you think that he should kind of step back a little bit from the ballroom? Because like you said, it's his Latin that really gets people talking. Yeah, well, I want to see him do the kind of couple's choice dance thing as well. I don't know when we're going to see that, but I just think that OT being able to choreograph, she'll just choreograph something incredible for him. Mm. And he's so versatile that I think he'll do something really good with that. But I agree, he is better in Latin than ballroom. Mm. Um, But he needs to get a bit more... I don't know, movement maybe as yeah. well, because it, it's, it's how he's built, I guess, as well. But he's not, he doesn't seem always fluid sometimes. Mm. So I think that can like let him down. But um, yeah, I want to see more Latin from him because he's just good at it. But I suppose, again, to win Strictly and be good at Strictly, you've got to be an all-rounder and do mm. well at every single genre. And it's still very much an open playing field. We don't know who's going to win. It's still so open. Who do you think will take the title? Because usually with Strictly, we've got a front runner like Alexandra Burke and yeah. it's not them. No. Who do you think will be the winner this year? I do think it's interesting. I think Karim and Kelvin will both make the final. Mm. And I wonder if, because I remember last year with Stacey Dooley, she actually scored, she didn't score the, the top with the judges on the final mm. evening at all. She was quite near the bottom, I think. And yet, obviously, the public carried her through. I think we could see that this year where maybe Karim might make the final. Yeah. He might, you know, get sort of a perfect 40, you know, the whole way through. And then actually, he might be overtaken by someone like Kelvin. Yeah. Or even, dare I say it, maybe Alex, if she really, really like knuckles down and finds this groove that she got this week, mm. she could just do, again, a Stacey Dooley, where perhaps she's not the technically best. Yeah. But people might really fall in love with her um, and she might be able to get through on that. I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. That's all we've got time for on this week's Strictly Between Us. A big thanks to Francis for joining me. Thanks for having me. Be sure to subscribe to us on your usual podcast channel to receive all the best views, news and backstage gossip straight from Strictly itself. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Listener.